0: You're listening to The Three of Witches, a podcast where we explore themes around the lived experiences of witches and pagans. I'm
1: Rosemary. I'm Red. And I'm Fern. And this week we will be discussing house spirits, spirits of place, and our experiences with them. Since this week we are discussing house spirits, we wanted to start out with a kind of a simple definition of uh, what they are,
0: which isn't super easy um, because it's kind of both vague and then also specific in different directions. Mm -hmm.
2: Yes, lots of different people have lots of different opinions and there's different sources, but generally speaking... um, a simple way we might define a house spirit is a spirit sort of involved occupying a given space in which people also live. Um, that could be a physical building, a house, could also potentially include some land, depending. and. Generally, these spirits have an interest in the state of that physical space. Um, they might require a level of cleanliness. They might be concerned with the animals being taken care of. There's plenty of things they could be concerned about.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd have to say I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. We, we discussed this beforehand and we were, we, we were saying, what, what even... Is a house spirit. Yeah. How do we how do we start here? So yeah, that's that's our definition. Uh, and then we also explored, you know, that background with household spirits. We find them in, I'd say, virtually every single culture that Probably. I can think of. Uh, at least some sort of spirit of place. If you mm-hmm. want to go by that 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 simple definition of a spirit of place that has a concern with, um, with that place itself. Yeah, I can't think of a, of a culture that didn't or doesn't have it. Um, you know, it depends on what uh, religion is predominant, but um, you can really find it virtually everywhere. It's a very, there's a very prominent example in, um, you know, ancient Greece. Uh, there's very prominent examples in other cultures mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, in
0: Ireland, definitely. And I mean, Celtic, which I try not to use that as a super proud label in general, but it kind of applies in this instance and that Celtic cultures in general tend to have house spirits. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. It was kind of different from what I was hearing for Sumerian things. Um, from what
2: I know, which is not everything. What? uh, (laughs) I know it's crazy. Um, I haven't done a PhD in Sumerian religion
0: (laughs) yet. (laughs) Oh God.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so typically speaking, there's a, as mentioned in the previous episode, there's, a, a sh- common belief in ghosts and that they are inhabiting a lot of different spaces that we would interact with. Um, and so, you know, sometimes someone might just, instead of thinking their house is haunted, it's just like, oh yeah, um, you know, I haven't made the correct offerings recently. Um, It's really important in Sumerian culture to leave offerings to those who have passed um, to kind of help them ease their suffering. (laughs) Because, uh, you know, you're providing the offering and therefore helping them to have resources in the afterlife.
0: Yeah. Which is then, you know, different from... Other views of house spirits, because that would imply that house spirits uh, were at some point human and living. Right. And I don't know if I would say most don't see it. I, I don't know. I
2: don't, I don't know. Um, in terms of Sumerian mythology, you did have other spirits who would protect a space. Uh, so you could call those a house spirit, but it's not what I would off the top of my head, think of when I think of a house spirit, I usually think of something like a a brownie, which Mm -hmm. we'll go into more. Mm -hmm. Um, But there were um, spirits or figurines that resembled spirits that would kind of, you know, embody that. And you could bring them into your house and you could bury them or keep them by entryways to kind of protect the house. Old. So I guess there were house spirits in a sense. Um, it just again not in the I'm gonna clean up or cause mischief necessarily kind of way. Um, and in addition to those ghosts and those spirits I just discussed, you did also have plenty. You know, it's a polytheist religion, lots of gods <laughs> and quite a few demons. Um, and the level of interactions. A individual person in their life might have with those would um, very interestingly. Some of the names have also been used in pop culture, but some of, in some cases, the mythology has been completely removed and it's just a name. I just wanted the cool name and that was it. I guess so. <laughs> so,
1: but, um, yeah, that's
2: all I really have to say about Sumerian. Mm-hmm
1: which what I think is interesting when you bring up and you know rosemary can well obviously go in, into detail but what I think <laughs> is so interesting in comparison with the greek uh, house spirit it was it was the agathos daemon or daemon, um, however I don't speak greek I apologize um, which which means just a good or noble spirit you were supposed to give offerings to it because Um, it would bring you good fortune and and prosperity and look over your house. But from what I could tell of my research there, it was never out of fear of mischief or, you know, that they would retaliate if they didn't get the proper, um, if they didn't get the proper offerings. It Mm -hmm. was, it was just a good idea to give offerings to the spirit of the house to ensure the continued prosperity and luck. And I can go into more detail in a second about kind of it's or his, uh, because it's usually referred to in a male pronoun, his relationship with the goddess of luck. Um, But it's interesting Mm because I also grew up hearing about like, you know, brownies and, and, and Faye and and they have a more mischievous Mm -hmm. quality than, than this, than this rent, uh, you know, i version or idea or cultural understanding of a household spirit.
0: Yeah. And you know,
1: like we were talking about what well, we were, before we started recording when we were trying to figure out the
0: definition of a house spirit, um, in Irish mythology, most spirits are fey. They're just some type of fey. Um, it's a very broad category. I mean, in some stories, the gods themselves become the fey, um, that go into the hills and become the Aeshi. Um, And fae in general are, you know, they're not ones that you want to mess with. House spirits were seen as a bit kinder. Like, it's advised, um, and I don't know if it was advised in a more mythological point of view, because I don't know if they were advising you to contact fae. But in modern Irish polytheism, if you want to build a relationship with fae, your house spirit is probably the first one you should go to. because they're probably not to be as dangerous and more likely to have a hopefully positive view of you since they are choosing to cohabitate with you, whether or not you're aware of it. So, yeah, there's there's still that mischief sense, you know, the brownies if you are rude to them, in some instances if you thank them in any way, um, because if you thank them, you are implying that they are working for you, (laughs) and they don't like that. your house might get fucked up. So um, I mean, like most Irish mythology surrounding fae, they can be very nice to you. They can be very bad to you. You just have to follow those specific rules. Um, and, you know, not all the rules are very obvious.
1: <laughs> Never think the fae is the
0: rule. Yeah, generally don't think them. <laughs> but like, it, it is interesting because the general idea of not thanking fae, not just house spirits, um, kind of comes from the idea of By saying thank you, you are implying a debt to them, and you don't want to do that because they will take that and take it more seriously than you probably meant to, and you don't want to know what they will come calling for. Um, But with things like brownies, it's more so the idea that you don't want to thank them because they might get offended that you think um, they are doing this for you, or that they're doing something that should be thanked, like they would be offended by that. Um, in the same way that, uh, you're not supposed to give them clothes. Um, because in the best case scenario, if you give them clothes, uh, they will say thank you and leave, um, or, you know, the fae version of thank you. <laughs> um, or, and if they leave, then, you know, there's no one cleaning your house because brownie house spirits specifically are, uh, in the mythology meant to like be the ones that might tidy up your house for you. Um, but on the other hand, if you give them clothes, they'll get offended that you are trying to thank them and they will fuck your house up and then leave. Um, So (laughs) yeah, it's, I I always like the mythology and the the mythos around thanking Faye and how you have to very carefully show your appreciation without saying thank you. (laughs)
1: Are there any other types of house spirits in in Irish or is it pretty much solidly like the, the brownie is is the main?
0: Type? I I didn't see any other ones that were specifically named um and given, you know, the specific characteristics and their own specific amount of mythos. The brownie is the only one that's really named. Uh, and that one does have Scottish roots, to be clear. Uh, you see it in Ireland as well and in Irish mythology, but the brownie specifically goes back to Scottish folklore. Um, but house spirits in general are seen. They're just not given, as far as I could tell, um, a more specific name. Uh, they're just they're just fae that decided they wanted to hang with you. <laughs> or that they just liked your house or the land your house was on, depending on how you define house spirits. Yeah, I,
1: I, yeah. Oh, land spirit versus house spirit, we can later (laughs) we can get into that later um but what what i think is is interesting just it's just it's so funny how different um kind of how the greeks viewed the house spirit um because the other thing um yeah it's just like the mischievous part of of the brownie is so very different than the agathos damon because uh he was also usually associated very heavily with the people and had a lot of vested interest in the people i i couldn't find anything about i had a question of like well what if a family moves would he prioritize the house or the family and i couldn't answer that question um so i think that's up to for interpretation mm-hmm. um but the Agathos Daemon also had more of like a a god. He he was more similar to a I guess a lesser god or some sort of god. Or um, I also read this really interesting article by someone whose name I can't pronounce. Um, last name is Feliciano 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 um, wrote a really interesting article about how the Agathos Daemon also probably had something to do with uh, syncretism with Egyptian um and so that was the the city the house protector was seen as much more of an actual god and then kind of over time not that the role became lesser but just the role changed from this this god who had um you know more far reaching and was an actual entity that kind of went along in time to becoming everyone every family or uh, every family had an Agathos daemon and then it started becoming every person has an Agathos daemon Hmm. because it's more like a companion spirit right interesting
2: interestingly when I was doing just the beginning of the research google searching just what is a house spirit um the idea of like your hearth deity so um a deity that you have a close connection with or your family has a close connection with was listed as a house spirit which is
1: interesting to me to that point (laughs) which because actually going off of that point there is also a perspective of agathos daemon was a part of zeus Okay. And part of Zeus. As part of Zeus came from Zeus. So, like, an aspect? Kind of. Okay. Um, Like, it, yeah, it was, it, it it. seems interesting because, so, Zeus, Katesios um, is Zeus of the household, Zeus of the pantry, and actually you're supposed to have a jar of offerings to him in your pantry, and I've actually started a jar where um, you're supposed to put like dry goods and then dump oil over it. Um, what I've done is I'm going to uh, dry stuff that I grow in my garden and put it as offerings in the pantry to Zeus um, Ctesios, um because he's the protector of the pantry and the household. Um, but the Agothos daemon was like an aspect of that aspect I of Zeus and had uh, ties to Zeus. And the other interesting thing was you could either see it as a snake, which, Uh, I love snakes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm a big fan of snakes. I have a lot of connections to snakes. Um, So I prefer that interpretation. Um, But there's also a view of Dagothos Daemon as a young man. And it's a a human male figure that also then that more so relates to Zeus. So there's a lot of different ways you can view that.
0: The young man isn't interesting because it, I mean, it's young, but it goes back to what you were looking up about the Slavic version of a house spirit right I remember the letters that are in the name but I can't remember the uh, order yeah like there's I a, don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly I just I just remember okay. there's a d and an o and an m and a v and I think an r and an i but I can't I don't <laughs> there is no r one Doma of them okay one boy. of them does
1: there's there's an that.
0: i you had everything all those okay. letters maybe just were in just the r yeah um yeah so I just remember the letters and not the order they go
2: in. that's okay I very brief looking into this, um, you know, Slavic is not my I'm interested, but I'm I'm not will first. So you get it can appear if it does appear as an old woman, an old man, or a couple different animals. So which is interesting. So it kind of contrasts the Mm. young young man boy I don't I don't know if uh it was specifically like post-puberty or (laughs)
1: prepubescent. I didn't look at the balls close enough (laughs)
0: okay all right (laughs) um yeah and then the brownie just I mean looks like Dobby because it's where the mythology came from
2: well a Dobby is a kind
0: of wait hold on I said that's where the mythology came from other way around. Dobby's
2: wrote
1: the mythology? Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> back in time.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah, no, like a, a small creature with nut brown skin wearing a dirty rag, which is why some of the stories are like, the, you know, person of the house was like, I'm so thankful for my brownie, I want to make them clothes. And that doesn't go well. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Dobby
0: is free. Master has given Dobby a sock. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. It's <laughs> it's, it's, based in, it's based in mythology. Yeah, um, yeah. No, when I was reading stuff about the brownie, I was like, "This is just Dobby." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just ah, the house—that's where yeah. that comes from.
2: Yeah, right. Um, similar to a brownie, there are several versions of house spirits throughout different Norse cultures, um, and a common imagery that you're gonna that you almost definitely have seen. That is based upon a house spirit is the image of like a gnome be that like a garden gnome or like the christmas <laughs> the gnomes we see um there's a couple different names depending upon the language but uh they are you know even like the, the little red hat it's a it's a house spirit in different norse uh cultures I believe they could be called, like, a tomte or a nisne, and there's other names uh, based on language Mm -hmm. that I cannot remember at the moment, but I I thought that was cool.
0: So, wait, some of them sometimes have red caps? Yes. See, that would scare me. Like, (laughs) like, pointy hats. I know, but it just makes me think of the red cap who, the fae that has a red hat because it's dyed with human blood because it kills people.
2: Oh, I didn't know about that one. Yeah,
0: they're scary. Pointy
2: and hat, I- <laughs> very small, half a human height, pointy hat, garden gnome. I'm just
0: going to say that like, I don't fucking trust this bitch.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to say, so you're telling me that if I decorate my front lawn with gnomes, I'm really just honoring house spirits. <clears throat> yes. Excellent. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> my partner is going to love that. Like, excellent. Uh, Hold on, guys. We'll uh, be right back. On,
2: on that note, I, kept, I really wanted to get, like, a Christmas gnome, quote unquote, for this holiday season,
1: my partner would not let me, because he was like, I will not have fae adjacent <laughs> in my household. <laughs> Qu- quick aside, I saw something where someone was saying, I'm grappling with how to talk about the tooth fairy with my kids, because I've always told them never to invite the fae into our house, but now I'm saying to give them bone offerings and invite them into their room while they're sleeping? I don't know how to reconcile this. Anyways. Um...
0: <laughs> you-, you could just say you're giving it to your house.
1: Uh, (laughs) who wants your teeth teeth for some reason Uh, or you you could just be up front and be like
0: hey uh, I'm so happy you lost a tooth you have some money yes exactly like you should
2: definitely tell us when you lose teeth that's important for us to know here's a dollar yeah parenting advice from not parents (laughs) of us
1: have children (laughs) 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 sorry that was a knock on wood
2: Um, that was actually a knock on
1: sheet rock it is down here There we go. That was a knock on wood. It's really hollow sounding. Okay. Um, But so what's so interesting, um, kind of talking about these different ways that house spirits are viewed. We got into a discussion before this started about whether a house spirit like hmm whether a previously human spirit Yes. Thank you. Um, Yes, whether a previously human-human could be... Human-human? A human-human. A human-human-human with a human spirit could have become a house spirit. Does a house spirit have to have never been corporeal? They were always a spirit, some sort of, you know, whatever, however you view spirits... Occupying a space, or could it have been an ancestor who has always lived in that house? Let's say your family's been in the same house for I don't know thousands of years. Probably not, but you know what I mean. Um, Or the um, Fern brought up a like the the builder of a house, and you know, and they don't know the occupants per se, but they were really proud of this house that they built. So I don't know what you guys' personal take on that is.
0: I generally view there being a divide between house spirits, as we as we have been talking about them, and ghosts of any kind or an ancestor. I mean, I, th- I think they can kind of slightly overlap in what they do, but I-, I do feel like there is a divide there. I don't... I don't necessarily think that there is that divide.
2: Now, is an ancestor going to be a specific kind of house spirit, like the Nisei that I was talking about earlier, or the Brownie. I don't think that's how it works. (laughs) But, um, I wouldn't write it off to say that a human ghost spirit, or even, because we're talking about anything corporeal, what about, like, the family dog? Um... I don't see why that couldn't, like, those beings couldn't be concerned with the status of the house. I think that in order to be the house spirit, tip it, like, a true house spirit, it's not that they're concerned about how I, like, for example, like, I specifically am taking care of the house or not, but that the house is in whatever shape it, they would like or whatever um, specifics there are and then I'm the one doing it, therefore we have a relationship, but it's not, their focus is not me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think that's where I would kind of say there could be an overlap, but there is still a difference that exists.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So would you say it's more about the intent of the spirit and the focus of the spirit that kind of is what makes it a house spirit versus a ghost? I guess I guess so. Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. a bad way of saying it, I think. I think I think
2: that makes sense. Yeah. Um and yeah, like if someone just wants needs more time before they're released to whatever Place they will go, or is still just stuck in their suffering and therefore stuck in place. I wouldn't call that a house spirit.
0: I yeah, would. like yeah, like a residual hunting of some kind is not a house spirit. It's right a, a ghost having a bad time. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, the other thing is that um, was brought up. So I watched an interesting video when I was procrastinating working um, about a woman talking about house spirit, but as in a more animist perspective of a house spirit so rather than something non corporeal occupying the space of the house or the surroundings of the house it is the literal spirit of the house it is the literal spirit of the wood and the sheetrock and the cement and the metal and the stone that has gone into building the house and all of that together combined with the work of all the people who put it in has created some sort of energetic spirit of the house and then this woman um whose youtube name i forget right now um she said it's the vibe of the house and that houses have a vibe and i can you know i've moved around all over the country um and i can definitely attest to you know Houses have a vibe. Places mm-hmm. have a vibe. And it's not just about the the ghosts. Because I'm personally not sensitive to ghosts and all that sort of stuff. Like some people in this room. Um, but it, there's definitely some sort of energy that comes. And I, I'm trying to move into a more animistic perspective. So I think that's a, it's an interesting point. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I'm 100%.
0: I 100% vibe with the idea of a house having vibes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of a house vibe. Of a house
0: vibe. Um, yeah, I mean, in the same way, you know, you were saying, I've been to houses where it's like, this house has a good vibe or this house has a bad vibe. And and also from the animistic point of view, like, I tend to see things from a slightly animistic point of view anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, just objects and things have vibes to me anyway. So I would not disagree with that at all. Yeah. I yeah. mean I'm same boat.
2: Um walked into houses and been like, woo, you've seen some shit over here. Like <laughs> and I don't just mean ghosts. It's more of like the wood. The wood has seen shit. Has it not been stressed, but I feel like there are certain kinds of materials that hold on to the energy of the space quite, quite a bit, Um, which I guess could be part of the spirit of the house. So,
0: yeah. 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 It's like the DNA of the house that comes together to form the house Mm. spirit. Yeah.
2: The genotype to the phenotype.
1: (laughs) You know. Yeah. You know, another question is, how would you differentiate then a land spirit and a house spirit? Like, what what makes you go like, ah, a land spirit versus I, ah, a house spirit? I,
0: I'm trying to find the words, because I do view them as different. The line between them is a bit blurry. I, I feel like a, a land spirit could become a house spirit if a house was built where that spirit was residing, I think. Okay. Um. But generally, land spirits I view their focus is more more general. It's not the best way to say it. Mm-hmm. And a house spirit is is it has a more focused point of view. They are tied to that house and that household where a land spirit might be a bit more. Their territory I think, is a way to say it is a bit more broad. I don't know, I'm having a hard time putting words to my thoughts,
2: right. Um, I don't really necessarily view them that differently. I I haven't really thought of the question before this moment, so I should (laughs) also put that point here. But I would say in terms of like the ones that I grew up around and have interacted with, they were different in terms of temperament, um, but that could be an individual thing, um, And I've gotten along with both for most of my life. (laughs) So I don't, I don't really, I don't know the details of the difference. Mm
1: Because I I would say, like, I think the categorization, for me, I'd have to have to agree with Rosemary about like just the focus. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely think a land spirit can become a house spirit and a house spirit can become a land spirit. Um, You know, just depending on uh, what happens to that structure. There've been houses where we are currently standing before that are no longer here. Mm -hmm. Um, And so. um, Right.
2: I I guess I just want to make a point that like the strict categories I I can't ask the spirits themselves at the moment, so... Somebody get a pendulum. <laughs> uh, I have tarot cards. Um, but my point with that is uh, the level of, like, categorizing that we're doing right
0: now mm-hmm. to them might not matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, that's a, a human way to look at things, and they just wouldn't understand the categorization you're trying mm-hmm. to put them in. I'm, I'm just vibing.
1: I don't know why you gotta put labels on shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, my, definitely. My they, uh
0: spirits, all the spirits are Red's mom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a callback.
2: <laughs> I, I, I think I say that because so fun fact, I play a fey in D D and <laughs> so it like activated this weird part of my brain where sometimes I'll think about things like she does and I'm
1: like why do you care? So that's her speaking. Yes, speak <laughs> uh, tap into that. That's a good one to have. Also, uh-huh. we all play D anD D. Yes, just wanted to put put that out there. Yes. Um, expose the pagans for playing D anD
0: D. Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I could, I definitely see some like actual like spirits just saying, "Why? Why are you asking me this?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Why do you care? I could almost see some some getting offended in. I don't. I don't know. I, I feel like that could be mm-hmm. an outcome, but maybe that's from the, my Irish fay. Yes.
2: Yes. Yeah, I think I think your your Irish approach is definitely. They'll probably get mad about most things.
1: Just be fucking careful. Mm-hmm. I think for me, be respectful. Yes, I think for me, it's one of those. Oh, I like it. One of those things. You told me to
2: tap in, so
1: she's coming <laughs> tap, out. Tap, tap in. Oh All lord. Right. Um. But I think it's one of those things, it's like you can discuss and, like, learn, you know, figure out how you feel about things. And then also reach that point in that journey and realize that ultimately really quantifying how you think about spirits, the gods, the universe, what is existence, what is life. And then you go like, I have no idea. And then being okay with that. (laughs) Sorry, I was wearing a tarot
2: box on my head and it fell off.
1: (laughs) Fern is... Is so, tapping into tapping her, in.
2: mm-hmm. yeah, to no. her
0: Epi so, Is tapping into her fake character. We, her name is Eppy. Yes. So if we ever, yeah, if, if we, we ever speak face, about Epi. well,
2: that is only part of her name. Yeah, but that is the name by which everyone else can pronounce,
1: <laughs> yeah, including you.
2: No. no, I can say the full okay. name. <laughs> it's just that I said it so many times, and the DM was like, "I know <laughs> it's Epi dude. <laughs> it's
1: Epi or it's nothing." Yeah. But so speaking of personal stories and personal connections yes. to things that are activating brains. Um, <laughs> um sorry, we, it's just Epi is just really coming out no, Yeah. No. Fern is she's dancing. Fern she's has wiggling. left the building. Yeah. <laughs> Epi, how are you doing? <laughs> um <laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> this has now become yeah. the Epi podcast. <laughs> Oh, Abby would make a wonderful podcast. I'd listen to it. Yes. <laughs> Ask her about what she thinks about the Fae. And she goes, mm-hmm. um,
0: <laughs> one day, we will do this. We'll do a, we'll do a podcast all from our D&D characters. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. We'll have
1: a lot of perspectives on ghosts <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, uh, these are all things that no one is going to understand.
2: Um, uh, Red plays a ghost. I do.
1: Yeah. So,
2: uh, yes, no. These are not normal D anD D characters. We just really went
0: all out. Yeah, yeah all that's out. Good. And yeah, Red doesn't still doesn't actually know what my character I, is. I'm
2: like,
1: <laughs> she changed me? What the Fuck is going. I, I'm, having I'm a great pissed. Time. I'm pissed. Like the the the, the DM was uh, like, it's going to be the ending session, and I'm like, dude, I still have no fucking clue what Rosemary's character even is. I don't even. Anyways. Anywho, (laughs) personal experiences with house spirits. Personal experience with house spirits. Before we kind of go into stories, do you guys feel like your kind of, I don't want to say background, but just the the pantheon or the culture that you focus on really influences the way that you view your house spirit?
0: Definitely for me, um, mostly because I think the spirit I have in my house is a Fae. Um, and they started popping up when I started getting more serious about having a relationship with the Fae, which is partially why I think that. And the way they behave feels a bit Fae-like to me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a chicken and an egg there. Of Like, is it influenced by my, the view I have of my spirituality or is it from that because it didn't show up until I was, a um, exploring that specific branch of that spirituality like i don't know mm-hmm. in
2: some capacities so i would say as i look more into norse a little bit of celtic of uh, maybe even a little bit of greek like other pantheons outside of sumerian a bit more because Sumerian, uh, at least literature available right now, is very focused on the gods and the relationship with the gods and not much else. There is, you know, some research that's been done on ghosts and demons and details about those, but in terms of, like, traditional house spirits, not as much. Um, but, you know, how cool would it be have a gnome (laughs) and by I'm using the term gnome here (laughs) because that is like what I was raised being told that image was (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but I I think to some degree and I think it's hard for it
0: not to yeah
2: yeah uh, yeah I think to some degree and I think the more I explore that side of things and am exposed to a wider mythology that includes areas outside of um, gods and demons that I have more interest in those other spirits. And might, you know, eventually things kind of click sometimes where you're like, oh, wait, that thing is the thing that I've been dealing with, like, in my childhood, but it wasn't that, oh,
1: you know, happens sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Make those connections. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think for me, I want to have that, uh, but I do not. Um, Because, uh, so where I live, um, the house has actually belonged and was built by my partner's family, has been in his family for generations. There is a lot of like ancestral ties roots like his family members have died there they're very very rooted to that location and so um you know i his his grandmother was the last one to own that house and then she passed in the house and then he inherited it because he was the only only grandchild in that line um and so he you know we live there now and you know when i first started going over there she had a very strong presence um and she was um very complicated human and i definitely got that vibe and i didn't feel very welcome when he wasn't there um and then the house spirit who we refer to as our friend Um, is nothing like an Agatha Stamon. Is I would say, more similar to the Irish Mm -hmm. understanding of if we do not give him offerings, shit disappears. Things go missing. Things move around the house. Suddenly no one can find anything. And then you fill up his rum cup and everything is exactly where it needs to be. So we we definitely have a bit of a hostage situation um, with him. And I also feel... It's kind of your partner's fault for bringing (laughs) him back, which which is also a very different thing. So instead of, so I feel like the grandmother is very much that ghost, very much that ancestral ghost who inhabits this place because this is where she she raised her kids, this is where she died. She has her, who's either her husband or her father-in-law built the house or someone I don't remember who did it um but you know very very close ties and she could have I guess could have kind of fulfilled that role of ghost slash house spirit she was very concerned about the house and who was in the house and how it was being kept and all of that our friend who is now our resident uh was kidnapped um (laughs) from his native country when my partner went down to Haiti and was, uh, tried, was, uh, dating me at the to- uh, time. But we were, like, newly knowing each other and, uh, he knew I was pagan and he's like, oh, she likes, like, cool, like, edgy shit. Here's uh, something from a-, a hoodoo tradition. I'm gonna go to this cool-ass hoodoo shop and-, and buy something there and I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm just gonna give it to her. Um... And then weird shit started happening mm-hmm. at my parents' house when Fern and I lived together at that location and then eventually when he um, settled in our in our house um, where it is now and he's a he's an interesting um, house <laughs> sorry there's a cat um, he's an interesting I would say house spirit because I think he has a vested interest in the comings and goings but I think he's actually more concerned with doorways and seeing out and seeing who's coming and going rather than the upkeep of the house I don't mm-hmm. think he has any concern in that aspect and I think he's also um he just wants his offerings he just wants um his we give him Fritos and and rum and he's very happy and that's how we satiate mm-hmm. him yeah but <laughs> is- Fern's got stories about this gentleman.
2: Oh, yes. Well, whether or not it's your friend or different, it, oh my gosh, the spookiest thing. So, um, it took, I think, months between when being gifted this friend and before the offering started. mm <laughs>
1: Well, because also, just again, as I said, I'm not a very sensitive person. It takes a a couple of whacks over the head for me to go. I think someone's trying to talk to some to me. Versus Fern, yeah, is not (laughs) right. (laughs) She's far more.
0: Someone whispers in 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 Red's ear, and Fern goes, "Red, oh my god." (laughs) Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah,
2: that house in particular, I don't think there was much about the house, but, like, I think th- the friend being uncomfortable or not being particularly pleased allowed a lot more in. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so there's lots of little things, like, um, I would frequently assault my doorways and windows because if I didn't, then... I'm not even going to say, like, weird shit would happen. It would be, like, I'd start falling asleep, and I'd be like, all right, not today. And I didn't let it get past that. So, (laughs) but uh, I think the the height of whatever it was that was going on in that house was one time when I was home alone, um, and I was in the bathroom, and I was about to take a shower, and... I don't. So me being sensitive is mostly almost entirely a sense of feeling. It's not really much in the way visuals or auditory. This, call it hallucination, call it whatever you want, but the only time, well, pretty much the only time I've had like a clear auditory like voice, which was like, you know, I can see you, right? And I was like, all right, nope, (laughs) nope, we're not doing that no 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 and that's when i started warding myself <laughs> um and telling you you needed to do your shit yes it's
1: like <laughs> girl there's some shit going on yeah and it was take your friend
2: <laughs> <and enjoy laughs> very strong masculine
1: voice it was not pleasant no no no, no. <laughs> yeah i I'd, I'd say that the more that you told me, like yo, shit's going on. I think you need to do something. And then I moved him out of that house into my partner's house. Yeah, yeah, that's like a lot of it. Yeah, uh, and and also what was so interesting is so I told the, you know my partner all of this stuff, and he's like, don't fucking bring that here. I'm like, dude, you did this. He's going into your house, and we put him. I can't remember where initially, but on a counter and like I said I'm not sensitive to things I really I have a I, I'm working on opening up more and I feel like I'm, I'm moving in that direction but I just got this vibe that he was pissed it's like oh this is not where he wants to be and so there's this little table that looks out the front door so it's in the kitchen and then there's the front door and I put him there <sighs> no more bad vibes so as long as he can see out of a doorway that's why I say I feel like he's more concerned with doorways and comings and goings. And he's more of a protector, guarder, wanting to like vet everyone type spirit. Because also, um, before that, another reason that I think um, grandma was not a fan of me is I got horrible sleep paralysis. And I would see a woman. And granted, sleep paralysis can also have hallucinations. But I never got sleep paralysis like I did in that house. Until... The, he was brought in, and then that was never a problem. I had doors that would shut on my hand when I was trying to do cleansing, or almost shut on my hand um, when I was trying to do cleansings of the house and just get very pissed vibes. And then when I brought him in, I think he's the one telling grandma to chill the fuck out. <laughs> you know, we're here to stay. Calm it down. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so... It, it, it's, it's definitely been an interesting, you know, learning about, like, Agathos Daemon and that view of things. and being like, oh, that is very different <laughs> than my experience. mm mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, um, and growing up, like, I think I kind of alluded to it a little earlier. Uh, I never really, like, thought of it as a house spirit. But my family, like, parts of my family have been just, like, convinced the house is haunted. And I'm like, what are y'all talking about? Everything's cool between us and the spirits. We friends. <laughs> right? Um, but they don't see it that way. And I've come to realize I think it's a house spirit. Because things would sometimes go missing, especially when we first moved in. And things would sometimes appear, especially when we first moved in. Or whenever we went in like the attic or anything. Um, random stuff. Like a vintage Spider-Man toy. <laughs> <laughs> random stuff. but. Um, I then eventually we renovated that room. If anything went into it, it disappeared. and I lived in that room. And I, the first night I lived there, I was like, wow, this spirit is so protective. And that was kind of it. I was like, yeah, we're friends. And my stuff didn't go missing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just saying. But um, like to that point, I think my siblings and my mom all were concerned that the house was haunted. It like, uh, but all based on like, you know, things going missing or things being out of place, like simple, simple things, not like, not like sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't, Know why well, I don't, I never consciously made offerings to the spirit. I might have accidentally because I just like kept cups of paint water around. <laughs> they like that, yeah. <laughs> um, and the, the cats would always sleep with me, so cats like that room, dogs like that room. So it was never like you know, we think of like haunted places as like places the animals won't go. Um, but yeah, and My siblings keep describing some very weird-looking things in the yard. I'm like, oh, I guess there's land spirits, maybe. (laughs) Or birds-haunted? Or are those bears? (laughs) Because there are bears around there.
1: (laughs) The trifecta of (laughs) possibilities. Bears, ghosts, or land spirits? Yes. That or some dude cracked out of his mind.
0: There's really... It'd be hard to do that there.
2: Yes. it
1: Like... (sighs)
2: There are a couple houses where, like, like one or two in the entire neighborhood, that there might be someone cracked out. <laughs> yeah. But I have seen a lot of cops there recently,
1: so. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. It's cr- cops cracked out of their mind. Mm Theories. Conspiracy theories.
2: <laughs> yeah. My, mm-hmm. my siblings do smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> I don't know if that makes you see anything. It probably doesn't, but.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then there's. My house spirit, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, who I was just telling Red about, apparently, for the first time before we recorded. I
1: feel like you have mentioned it, but I don't think I've gotten, like, the full... I feel like you've done, like, oh, yeah, there's, like, a, a cat spirit. And I go, what? <laughs> well, moving on. Anyways. Yeah.
0: Um <laughs> No, because this was happening when I was starting to get more serious about um, having a relationship with the Fae around me. Uh, which is why I think it's a face spirit because I think you know I started down that path. It kind of like lit a lantern or a beacon, and they, this this spirit was just like, "Hi, I'm here now." Um, but it started when um, I, I think the first time was I was in my room, and like I have a cat. I have a black cat. One of my roommates has a black cat.
2: Sorry, the bathroom is next to the closet. I heard the door open, and I heard a meow. So I was trying to see if Stella, who's my cat, is trying to
0: speak to us through the wall. <laughs> Communicate. <laughs> um, so sorry. Yeah, the cats are not. They're confused by this whole setup. Um, yeah, but... So yeah, I have a cat, and there's another cat in the house. I'm used to cats moving. Um, and I specifically remember I was sitting on my bed, and I saw like a, just a black hat moving in the corner of my room. And I looked up and didn't see, uh, didn't see Juniper. So I just thought, oh, okay, well she's just fucking around over there. And then two or three seconds later, I looked down and was like, oh no, you're napping in your bed. <laughs> um, and I was just thought that was interesting because it, it wasn't the, it, it was a bit more than just movement in the corner of my eye. It was, I saw a flash of a cat body moving. Um, and then Juniper was in her bed and could not have moved. Um, my cat is speaking to us through the bathroom. <laughs> um, and then very soon after that, uh, I was playing D&D in my room. And then we finished. Um, Juniper, I know, was in my room the entire time. I walked upstairs. To see my roommate in the kitchen, and the first thing she said to me was, you you need to fucking talk to your Fae friends, uh, that, because there is a cat up here, but I know there is no cat up here, um, because her cat was in her room, Juniper was downstairs, there was no cat in the kitchen, but she kept seeing a cat in the kitchen. Um, and then I found out, not that long later, that another roommate had also been seeing Um a cat that then was not there when she knew it was not either of the two cats. And she told me last night she'd actually started hearing meows that did not sound like either of the cats. And both of these cats have very specific sounding meows. You know you know what they sound like. So I trust her when she says that it's a weird meow. Hmm. Um, so I, I don't think it's a brownie I, because I don't think... I don't know. I don't feel like the house is any cleaner. (laughs) Um, I I think it's just a fae spirit that's kind of borrowing the image of the cats um, and kind of messing with us. It doesn't feel mischievous. Um, And another small interaction that with I think the fae in my house is um, uh, a few weeks ago uh, we were cleaning the living room and. Then I like walked downstairs and I saw a euro coin sitting on this box in the hallway, and I had been to Italy uh, for a few weeks for uh, a semester abroad. And that semester's a summer semester abroad, and I saved a few euros when I came back. Didn't remember where I put them, but I just saw it sitting on that box, and I thought, oh, maybe it had gotten upstairs, and someone cleaned, and they knew that I had a few euros, so they put it on this box down here. I asked all the roommates. None of them had done that. None of them had seen a euro. None of them had put it on the box downstairs. And even though my cat has um stolen socks and jewelry before, a euro is a weird thing to steal and then put on a box as a cat. i that feels very strange. Um, Maybe the fate told your cat <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, i I feel like I just and like that felt kind of nice where they were just like, "Hey, this is yours." I was like, here you go. I was like, thank you. I would have been sad if I lost my euro coins. Um, yeah. Um, but, and the other thing I just wanted to mention quickly because I think it's interesting I leave offerings, um, I leave an offering in my house for house spirits, just generally. Um, and then I leave an offering out on our balcony for Faye, just generally. Um, And this past week, because I've been traveling a bit, I wasn't able to do it on my usual day. And I said to myself, okay, I'll just do it on Wednesday. And then I was very busy and had forgotten to for a while. Uh, And I was writing my notes up for uh, this podcast. And throughout my notes, I was referring to the Fae as the Fair Folk. Because some days I just get a vibe of like, Today is not the day to say to say their name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like I got that hardcore on It was just like, nope, they're the fair folk today.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I didn't know why, but I got that vibe. And I wrote everything as the fair folk. Uh, and then that night, ten minutes before midnight, I realized, oh, I didn't do the offerings yet. Um, and I remember I'd started to feel kind of just like anxious for no particular reason. I did the offerings. I felt better. And today I feel completely fine saying Faye. Yeah, so just my additional little story. Jeez.
1: (laughs) Dang. Dang, fair folk. Well, so last question. Speaking of offerings. So if someone wants to get connected to a house spirit and start reaching out and really start building that relationship, What kind of offerings, or would you say start with offerings, how would you, um, this applies to everyone, start that process?
0: I mean, my first thought is if you are following any specific pantheon or mythology, go to that mythology, because, um, I mean, I know Irish does, I think Greek does as well, they have specific ideas of what would be a good offering. Um, And then there's also, I mean, like I'm thinking about what can I leave out that my cats won't my cat won't fuck with or that if she does fuck with won't hurt her. Um, always a good thing to think of. And then other than that, you can just, you can try stuff. And if you're, if you feel like you're sensitive enough to catch on, pay attention to the vibes for a bit. (laughs) You know, when you put out a little bit of wine, did that feel good? Or did you find it spilled the next morning? Or did you just wake up with a like, nope, that's not the right one. Um, Cause yeah, I leave out a bit of butter for the fae on the balcony and then I have a shot glass that I fill up with wine that I put on like a pantry shelf the cats can't get to. Um, so yeah, unfortunately I can't just put it out there in like a little shrine cause I'm worried the cats will fuck with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, going off of that, I would say, um, if you're getting a more Greek context, um, oil, olive oil is always a pretty standard go-to for an offering, um, for the gods, for spirits, um, you know, for ancestors, all of that. O- olive oil is a very good go-to offering. Wine, um, sp- spirits, uh, <laughs> liquor uh, is pretty, uh, pretty decent, especially ones that will evaporate. Um, it's always, it's always kind of fun to like. Th- th- we say, "Oh, he drank his his mm-hmm. rum." Because it's it's evaporated out, and it's always just kind of fun to like refill the glass because it's evaporated out. I enjoy that part, um, but yeah, I would say starting with offerings and like getting a feeling for what it is that the house spirit yeah vibes with, because I, we were discussing before this happened that there are also spirits that are just kind of neutral; they have no vested interest in you and they might not want to have a relationship um and so kind of also knowing when you're getting the cold shoulder it, it's all about feeling and if you have a divination tool like a pendulum or, or tarot cards i use tarot cards and they're pretty decent um or just trusting your gut if you get a, a feeling that you shouldn't say fay or, or like mm, something's up or if you get a feeling that oh, I just suddenly feel real bad when this is, is not looking at a window or I'm not looking at a doorway. Trusting that and trusting those feelings kind of like an experiment.
2: Um, I am going to counter both of you. Nearly none of my offerings that I ever give to anyone are in the form of food, drink. Uh, on occasion, I will do that. That's more like in a ceremonial sense, I guess. Like a, if I'm doing a whole ritual, I will do it. If I'm doing a deep meditation to a specific deity, I might. But typically my offerings are actions, not physical things. Because um, I, I just think that it's worked so far for me. I, Of course, there's always a chance that a being will tell me, hey, that ain't it. Um, but up until this point, it's felt more, um, more real mm-hmm. than just sitting there and cutting off a piece of bread, and giving it to them. So, uh, now that said, I don't have like an active relationship with any house spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of am hopefully moving into a more permanent situation sometime. Uh, so at that point, I think, is when I will go down that road. But um, like, for example, when I say actions, um, let's say uh, the most recent one is um, like a, a, a contact with Freya was not I will give you these offerings or I will do this thing. But my initial offering is that I will look more into you and your mythology, mm-hmm. and generally speaking, in Norse mythology. Um, so that's always an option.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I I actually tend for my, for deity offerings to do actions. Mm-hmm. I've done uh, food offerings to them, and it just never feels, it doesn't feel like it's enough, or, it. I don't know. I, I tend to do actual active offerings, like looking into mythology and reading a specific book, or doing, like, workouts I tend to kind of view as for the morgan um on Imolk uh, I write I do creative writing every day but I did specifically like light a candle that Red gave me and just like sit down with some tea and think okay this writing I am doing today is for Mm rigid for Imolk um and then it's just like the house spirits and fey part of that is based in the mythology the mythology has a very strong uh basis of giving like Butter offering, so it yeah. feels right to do that. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying that no, yeah, it's yeah. wrong.
2: I just think that I often see like this almost. I wouldn't say obsession, but like very commonly, I see the same um, sort of conversation being had of how do I give offerings? Who mm-hmm. do I give offerings to? How do I discard of offerings? And um, also. How do I afford offerings? How much Mm -hmm. time do I have to put into them? And like, um, also, I've seen the idea that an offering, particularly deities, but other spirits, should be something that you value. And I think um, in doing an action, you're choosing to also teach yourself to value your own time. Mm So, which... We don't do in a capitalist society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree with what you said. Mm-hmm. It, it's mostly just what feels right. What mm-hmm. you can do. Mm-hmm. Don't go bankrupt
1: trying to do yeah.
0: offerings.
1: Yeah, because
2: you can't help your house spirits if you don't have a house.
1: <laughs> you ain't got money to have a house. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. But, yeah.
0: Um, I think we might have given Fern enough to edit.
2: Yes. Oh, one last thing that I do occasionally view as an offering is like, I take good care of my animals.
0: That I That is had, important. I have had times where I'm like spending time with Gino and like, I'm not even like feeding him. I'm just like grooming him and then going for a ride. And I'm like, this is an offering and not as like a lazy offering that I'm just like, I mean, it's like inviting Riding a horse
1: you. is a pretty badass offering. As well, I not, not a like, lazy offering. I meant,
0: like, not just because I, I'm just there. I'm like, and because I'm here is his offering. Yes. More, yeah, I don't know. It, mm-hmm. it feels right At when minimum, I do At minimum, it's an offering to your horse. Exactly. And, like, he deserves
2: it. Yes. Thank you all for listening.
0: We will be... Back with you guys again in roughly two weeks. Uh, Make sure you look us up on Instagram and Twitter at Three of Witches. If you guys have any house spirits of your own and any stories you'd like to tell, we would love to hear them. Thank you so much for listening.